how are you doing? I am good. It's been, it's been very weird, you know, because first I feel like there's all these things that you shouldn't talk about, about the mm -hmm. quarantine. Um, but which are, I mean, yeah, for example, the fact that I actually started, I mean, there's days, right? There's days when I'm just a mess, a complete mess and I don't want to do anything. Um, but then there's other days. I don't know. It's weird. It was like in the beginning I was, I was like anxious because of this, lockdown and then i started being anxious about a lockdown being over wait you're not the first person that this has happened to mm -hmm. I, i'm kind of there like not really but i'm i i i can understand it i can process it and there's a part of me that's like oh i don't know if i'm ready for this change right. to go back to normal life but i do know so many people just within the past i would say few weeks, especially this weekend, I heard it a lot where people were like, we're having panic attacks thinking about getting back to real life. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, there's nothing more than I want to be able to, you know, go to Marshall's or something, go to Target. And it should but be people are freaking out and they go, what are we supposed to do? Like we just got comfortable living in quarantine and then it's like ripping out again. And like, let's take right. the bandaid off and let it bleed again. Where, well, to me, because I, I feel like there's two, there's a couple sides to it. One is like, you know, the people that are scared because well, the anxiety comes from like, what is this new norm? Because there's no going back to normal. It's a new normal, whatever, no, whatever it is, it's going to be a different one, right? Right, and right. So it's like, okay, well, there's the anxiety of going there. And then, you know, how do you adapt? What is it? What is that going to look like? What are blah, blah. And then there's the other side that. I, I don't know, it depends on your personality, but at least me, when all of this started, I kind of, I was like, this is going to be the most efficient time of my life. You know? I felt the same way. I felt exactly the same way. I was like, I'm finally getting shit done that I've been right. delaying and putting off. So I did a whole list and I have a whole plan and like so many things that in my mind need to be accomplished before this quarantine or whatever it is ends. And so, no, I'm saying that my anxiety came from this, I have all these things I'm supposed to be accomplishing. I need more time. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but it's absolutely I, true. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been weird. But I've, within everything, I feel like I've learned so much, so much in this past month. Um, I think that this, the situation forced me to reevaluate all these different factors that I thought I needed to reevaluate for a post-COVID world, but in fact, I needed to reevaluate them even in a pre-COVID world. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, and that's excuse. Right, and I think that you know, it's all of us are facing our own problems. And I was just talking about this on the last episode when we had our friend Matthew come on, and he was like, "I'm so overwhelmed. Like, I wanted to accomplish this. I wanted to learn a new language. I wanted to write this script. I wanted to do this." And I'm like, "Right, but like, what you've done so far, what you've accomplished in in Guadalajara quarantine, you never would have been accomplishing that much outside." because you wouldn't have had the time. So you right. need to like take this step back, pat yourself on the back and be like, wow, well shit, like, yeah, I may have had a really fucking bad day and I did nothing and I was in my sweats and I ate the entire, the entire fridge. fridge. You know, it's something like that. But look at all of the amazing things that you did accomplish. It's true. No, it's very true. And, and I do think that this kind of, I don't know, it means something different to everyone. Um, and but i do think that that 
this is meant to teach us all something. Mm -hmm. Not the same thing, but everyone has something to learn from this, whether it is environmental, personal, relationship-wise, work-wise, income-wise, whatever it is that the lesson is for you, but this has to have taught you something. And so now in regards to story plays, because everyone knows about story plays, we're so excited. It's our like favorite, like it's our favorite platform. Anyways, long story short, how has the reaction been with story plays, with people who are on there writing their thoughts, their feelings, expressing themselves? Have you noticed a change in the way people are using the platform? Yeah. I mean, people, the activity has been at an all-time high. Even the analytics websites and stuff that we use, everything just says anomaly. <laughs> There's that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it's been crazy. I mean, people obviously have more time to read, to write, to go online, to explore platforms. They're more willing to, you know, spend the time going on certain things. And story plays is something that requires time, I think, more than others, maybe, because it is reading and, writing now there's audio stories so but oh my uh, gosh I didn't know that that's fabulous very slowly uh, creeping in so now you you can start to create uh story playlists oh my god I love this story (laughs) playlist yeah it's 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 a work in progress but yes uh and so it's definitely changed and also you know how we always have different topics and so usually we leave a topic for like a week or a couple weeks or whatever it is but we did a whole coronavirus topic um, and, it, you know, and, and we, it's still there because it's so active. It's crazy. There's so many stories in it. And it's been very interesting because at least for me, what it started happening very quickly towards the beginning of this was that I was getting all these news things and messages from people and group chats with videos and things that were just purely giving me anxiety, making me nervous, scared, depressed. Uh, because it was all just horrible news. And so I stopped reading a lot of that and stopped opening messages that I knew were just about that. And I started reading all these stories from StoryPlace. And I started learning a lot of very valuable information that I wasn't getting from the news (laughs) that I started getting from these stories. There were these girls in Italy, uh, there are, that have been writing every single day, every single day for the last month and a half, their daily journaling essentially of how the situation is where they live in Italy and so that was very interesting then there was there's this girl that wrote a story that was one of my favorite ones um, about essential workers talking about how her mom is a um, caretaker in a in a in a uh, like senior citizens home senior whatever. home right senior home uh, center, yeah. and so she was writing about how her mom was never considered an essential worker before, never, no, nor was she even appreciated whatsoever for any wow. of the work she did over the years. And she listed all these different jobs she's been in and how her mom was always, you know, looked down upon or looked passed by. And now suddenly every single job she's ever done is an essential worker. And so how this narrative changed. And I thought it was so incredibly interesting and important to read this and she talked about you know obviously stay at home because she was worried about her mom and all these different things um and then yesterday i read a story that a girl wrote which is brilliant and it's a letter 
to it's 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 written as a letter to the producers of Marvel and DreamWorks and all these things about the next superhero movie. And she and writes, what is that? <laughs> it's where a doctor is a superhero. <gasps> and because they really are the only superheroes that we really have on this earth are the essential well, workers. Exactly. That's exactly how she was phrasing it. She was saying, you know, a, super, a hero is usually defined because in moments of crisis, they give us hope, they give us this, they give us... So here's my suggestion. You know, the costume should be like this, like this, like this, and this should be... I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so... I mean, there's, there's another girl that writes about how she's in lockdown with her ex, with her ex-wife uh, and with their kids, but with <laughs> the ex-wife's family. Um, That's exhausting. There is a lot of different stories. The point is, I've realized that a lot of people, especially now, have, have looked for, because there's been a lot of new users, have looked for a space where they can express, connect, communicate, and more than anything else, find a community. Because a lot of people are, are needing to find a sense of community right now. Especially those who do live alone or don't have family nearby, you know, and, and there's only so much of a connection that you can have over Zoom or over FaceTime or over Facebook, you know, sometimes you just need to hear that you're not alone or read that you're not alone. And if you're physically seeing something of a story and you know it's fresh and you know it was just released and that people are going through this minute by minute that you are, I, I, I think there's some sort of, it's like wearing a blanket, you know, there's something warm and cozy about that knowing you're not alone. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and I think that in the end of the day, it's funny you say that because yesterday I was talking about our podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how, I don't know, I was saying, you know, in, in, in the end of the day, um, what I think helps you the most, and it seems very simple, but yet it's not very obvious, is that is that it's the is the, yes, the the idea of not being alone in this mm-hmm. i don't think that 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 you know many times it seems like somebody i don't know who's going through um uh i don't know uh depression or anxiety or has had um a suicide attempt or whatever things i think a lot of times people perceive these situations as um as a person not being able to cope or to deal with what's happening and I think that whatever is happening in their life, and I think that many of the times, it's not that they're unable to deal with whatever situation, you know, they're living with. It's more that they feel alone in it. Because a lot of people are, you know, people are very strong and very resilient. And if you give them the tools to help them, um, you know, overcome certain things, but when you don't understand things or you're feeling things that, and you're just being told to breathe and, and it's not helping and then you're thinking, oh, well, then I must be broken. Mm-hmm. You know, there must be something wrong with me or whatnot. I, I think that a lot of it has to do with that, exactly that, realizing that you're not alone in this, that other people go through it, that people come out of it, that it's normal, that it's manageable, these elements, you know? I, I completely agree. And I think that, it's interesting. I was never someone who was a journaler. Was that a word? Like, I was no. never someone who would journal. <laughs> I never really had a diary. I never, I don't know, I really wasn't that person. And I find myself having to wake up every single day. And even if I'm not journaling, I write down, okay, 
this is what I did for my exercise today. This is what I did for food. And this has nothing to do with fitness and, and, and health and weight. It's not about that. It's about keeping present and realizing like, this is what my day is because I don't know it's Monday to fucking Friday. I have no idea what day of the week it is. But if I'm writing something down and I'm giving it purpose, that is something that really helped, helped me. I also have this, this thing that my friend Ellie gave me and it's, um, it's a, uh, a uh, calendar book. Why can't I speak? It's a calendar book. That's not okay. a thing. Is not it like cal- the, I think I know what you're talking about. The- not a calendar, but it's, a, it's like each day you write an down. Agenda. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, I, okay. This is really embarrassing. We don't know this, but yes, it's, it's a calendar book. It's a, it's a, yes. 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 Um, and there's a part in it where you write down and it says, what are you grateful for today? Um, did you eat well? Did you exercise well? What are the three words that you would use to describe your day? What is the self-care you did? And then it allows you an area to like write down like what you have to do that day. And it's so stupid to say that writing down three words and choosing which three words would describe your day would mean anything. But right. it also- does. And I've had a lot of, um, way more manic episodes with bipolar disorder than I have had since pre-medication. I mean, it's, it's been really bad because my body is like really amazing today and like really shit the next day. So I have been writing down and journaling those experiences and giving it a name. So, you know, when I had a really, really, really bad day, like, you know, my word was panic, mania, um, self-harm, because those were the three things that I felt that day. And I can know, go back and be like, okay, have I felt like this recently? You know, what can I do to change? What have I eaten different that might've changed? What experience happened that day that may have caused that? And these are just things that I never would have done before, but I only did it now. Why? How? Who? Like, right. Right. Why and like, start? totally. And like, for me, I know, listen, it's because I'm bipolar, like that's not going to change, but there are certain triggers, but I recommend other people doing this because while we're stuck in quarantine and we have nothing to do and every day starts to slowly become the same one, you need to, you need to clarify what day was which day for your own self worth, for yourself being, for yourself care, for yourself love. Right. Like you have to do this. You have to acknowledge like this happened today. This happens tomorrow. Like, I feel like I'm just rambling on about it. It makes perfect sense. And it's kind of blowing my mind because it it is like math. It's like, you know, if you figure out the equation of your happy day, then you can replicate that. You can replicate it or at least know, okay, today was a great day. Tomorrow may not be, but maybe I should try doing A, B, and C that I did before. And if that doesn't work, well, then it doesn't work. And maybe there's something else that's going to make me happy. You have like whatever number of days that are terrible and you find a common denominator between those days. Maybe you realize some element that's a trigger for you or food that is, you know. Or it just makes you happy to know at least you had this one moment in time while we were here in quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, closet, trying to figure it out, you know. That makes a lot of sense. Like a lot, a lot of sense. And it's so that's so like my fun fact of the day. And who 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 invited you to journal? <laughs> like why did you suddenly decide to start? 
I started with the 21 days of meditation from Deepak Chopra. Someone had sent it to me and had said, do you want to do this? And usually I'd be like, nah, I'm okay. But I was like, what else do I got to do? Like, <laughs> might as well start. And after I did that and every single day is a different, um, not even a journal, but a different task that you do in writing and you release all this energy and you release all these. And just a lot of questions that I never would have asked myself. Um, and going back in time and in like the subconscious. So I did that and it kind of got me inspired. Just, I, it's not even that it inspired me. I enjoyed the feeling of releasing my thoughts onto a piece of paper and I never felt that way before. And so by me forcing myself to do that for 21 days and keeping that, um, pattern and, and being, have that strict regimen where if I didn't do it, I would be so fucking out of myself. So I was going to do it for three weeks. And Did afterwards- you at the same time every day? Um, around. Like it was every time I, every day I woke up in the morning, that was the first thing I did in the morning. Um, but it really, like when I finished and then the 22nd day came around and I had nothing to do, I was like, well, now what? Like yeah. now, what, now what do I do in the morning? And it made me realize, okay, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to write the things that I need to do. I'm someone that's really scatterbrained. I'm, I'm peeing my pants. For those who are listening in the podcast, it's really worth to watch the video because behind Ivana is like her listed to do things. And if you saw my dining room slash office, which is echoey, that's why we're not in there. I have post-it notes all over every picture frame in the room with things to do because it's the only way I can actually see what I need to do. For sure. No, I agree. And it's funny you say that because on Story Place, one of the things that happened during this month is that uh, a friend of mine who's, who's an actress, she decided to do this topic on Story Place. And it was her way of, exp- of you know, telling people how she basically handled her stress or planning or whatever. And it was morning pages. And so she did this topic called morning pages. And there was like a thousand stories written about morning pages. And, and what she said was really funny because she said, you know, every morning you wake up, you brush your teeth, blah, blah. This is the same as brushing your teeth or, or, or going to pee in the morning. But it's, you know, it's, it's like washing your mind. <laughs> it's washing your brain. It's, it's, it's the best kind of brainwash I've ever heard of. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. Um, But I think that it really, it really helps. And it's really been helping. Um, a lot of people in my life, I feel like are, are journaling and writing their thoughts down. And there's something about expressing the subconscious in a way and not even thinking through it. And I think that that's what story place does as well in this time, especially is people are getting out their emotions and their feelings because if they don't have someone to talk to face to face or they can't make that phone call and they can't feel that connection, at least if they release their feelings, they release their stories, they release their emotions, excuse me, if they release all this, it's like you can breathe again. You're like, oh, okay, I got that off my chest. And like, I, that would be the one thing that I would recommend to people is like, beyond, you know, p- saying this about Story Plays, I really think that Story Place is a great outlet for people to jump on board, especially right now, to kind of just 
tell that one story. And even if you don't make it public, even if you don't post it to be public and you just keep it for yourself, keep it as a digital diary, you know, keep it as a digital way of keeping track of your mind. I I absolutely, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but, but yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense and it's true. And I think that as you write, especially when, like you said, you're kind of just writing with no filter kind of thing. You, you discover a lot of things about yourself. Um, and then when you read your stories after, I mean, it, hap- it happens to me when I read the, my stories afterwards, I'm even impressed in, my, in myself, like in my stories, you know, they, they take on it. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, but it's very, I mean, yeah, I love it. And it's funny that you mentioned the subconscious because I've been reading this book uh, that's called Inner, Inner Mind, Inner Work, it's called Inner Work. And well, I've been listening to it as an audiobook. But, <laughs> That's um, okay. That's okay. <laughs> but it's about the subconscious and dreams and how we use the subconscious, how to use active imagination to actually engage with your subconscious and all these things. And so I find it absolutely enchanting. Um, and I do, you know, in these, I don't know, when you ask, like, what have I seen different in these past months or month, feels like months. Uh, I've been realizing that a lot of people are writing for the first time. And that is something that makes me so happy. And by the first time, I mean, not only on story plays, but that they start their story always because they do, they justify it as if they're like apologizing for what's coming after. Wow. So like when they start their story, they're always like, I haven't written since I'm a child, but oh, well, it <laughs> happens. Or um, you know, I'm not really much of writing, but I saw Macarena do this on Instagram and I thought, what the hell? So here goes, you know, but everyone kind of like prepares you for <laughs> Right, right, right. right. And, They're apologizing really to yeah. themselves. And every time I read that, I, that to me, it's weird, but it's like a different kind of success <laughs> that I feel because because I know that the people that like to write and read will appreciate story plays. But I know that there's so many people that think that they don't have stories to tell, mm-hmm. that they're not writers, that they shouldn't be sharing, that their stories are not right. worth sharing. Um, and when those people actually take that leap of faith and do it, I'm like, yes. Because like, I, finally. Yeah, because I know that once you write your story and then you start seeing people's comments and you're like, Oh my God, why are they commenting on my story? I don't know them. And then you read the comments and you see this solidarity. It's beautiful. Well, and that's what's really nice about Story Place as well is I think you guys do a really great job on filtering and the people that do go on to Story Place are there and they're full of love. Like they are just bright love. There's none of this negativity. There's none of the hating on people. It's really a very positive, positive place. And we all need that positivity. Um, But Ivana, I want to ask you um, before we leave and check out of this, which thank you for doing this mini episode, first of all. Um, Secondly, what would you recommend to people right now during quarantine? Is there something that you're doing where you're feeling a stress relief or some sort of word of advice or thing to do. Just, I just want everyone to kind of tell what they're, they they would recommend one thing and maybe you'll help one person. Maybe you don't, maybe you help 500 people. We never know. Okay. There's two. Can I say two? Yes, you can. (laughs) One is for all of those people 
who are actually, no, I was going to say in relationships, but not even, whatever, to everyone. Um, take a moment, <laughs> whenever you're feeling whatever emotion you are feeling, take a moment to just quickly evaluate, is this real or is this the quarantine? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, <laughs> it could be a little bit of both. Right. But my point is, um, how much of your focus does it actually deserve at this point? You know, and it's happened to me because I'm in a relationship. I'm, I'm in with my boyfriend. And there's times when I'm stressed and whatever, like just, just things get to you. Things get to you. It's weird times. It's just uncertain times, financially difficult times. Things get to you. Uh, but, you know, I, I've tried to, I've realized that many times, you know, I'm about to engage in an argument or something. And I'm like, this is not about our, our relationship whatsoever. You know, like this is about whatever thing. Or if I'm feeling stressed and I wake up and if you have any sort of history of, of you know, dealing with mental health issues or things like that, the moment you start feeling like shit, you are angry at yourself. And you are, in, and you beat yourself up for it. And so I, I've been, you know, realizing as well, like, you know what? It's fine. Like it's it, it's it's okay. It's normal. Like these days, there's days that you just allow yourself to feel like shit. It's right, okay. Right. Um. But in terms of what makes me feel amazing, my puzzles. My puzzles have saved my life. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> do you I, think that you're a trendsetter because you have always been a jigsaw really person? We do. talked about this on the on the first episode of when you came on, and I feel like I don't know one person except for myself, which is bizarre. But I think it's because I can't get my hands on a puzzle. Is I think I'm the only person in the entire world that is not working on jigsaw puzzles. And every time I see it, I've done a lot of interviews with people in which we talk about what their form of meditation is. And I always bring up your name. You've literally probably been in five interviews or like conversations in which I talk about, it. I'm like, oh my God, my friend Ivana, like she does jigsaws and she literally puts them together and puts them back away. And it's her form of meditation. Yeah. And it's been helping so many people around the world right now. It really is. And, and I, you know, I, I schedule it. I mean, I schedule it really in the morning and the afternoon or whatever it is, but I schedule it. And I sit down and it is so, and you know, I've, I analyzed it recently and I was like, why is this so amazing? Like, why does it feel so good? And like, how can this genuinely just mute my anxiety? I don't know how. And I think it's also because, that we're, especially now, we're dealing with so many factors that you can't control, so many things that you can't figure out, so many unknown factors and uncertainties that a puzzle, it's like when you find something that you're good at, mm -hmm. right? it feels good. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm really good at puzzles. I'm like especially <laughs> good at puzzles. So I'm, I, I've had many days recently when nothing of what I'm doing work-wise is working. I am overwhelmed entirely with work some days, but then I go to my puzzle and I accomplish, so like I am so good at it. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little bit of a boost you know, yeah, so of course. in that sense, you know, maybe it's not puzzles for everyone. I also think puzzles just help you problem solve very well, but maybe it's not puzzles. Maybe it's whatever it is, but something that you enjoy, that you do purely for fun, mm -hmm. that, you know, you're not getting paid for and you're not doing to monetize. Um, and, and I think that when you find that thing and you give it the priority of something you monetize, it becomes your form of meditation. I love that. 
I love that. Oh, I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this little mini episode of emotional support. Um, I'm going to do something. I mean, this was literally, I mean, this is the funniest. I just want to give a quick, like, these are my sneakers and my cute little like slippers and hats. It's just like an, I have a princess chair. That's fabulous. I used to have a princess chair and I have no idea where it is. And now that makes me like, go think like (laughs) who stole that princess chair. Um, Well, I love you and I will speak to you soon. Love you. Thank you.